0: The Big Bark, listen up dog owners, it's for you, all you canine lovers. It's your favourite podcast, The Big Bark, with your host, Dara Burke, and canine co-hosts, Bruno and Millie, The Big Bark. Hello and a big welcome to The Big Bear Podcast. I'm your host, Dara Burke, and I'm joined, as always, by my canine co-hosts, Bruno and Millie Bruno has just walked in the order he's going to be joining in for the audio part of the podcast probably pulling everything off the table because he really loves to do that he's actually sitting in underneath the table now um, Bruno are you not going to say hi to everyone no no Bruno is gone shy uh, Millie is floating around her somewhere she's just had to been fed so she's happy out Bruno has just lay down in front of me. He loves when I'm talking on like the phone or on a Zoom call or something because he just loves to be a typical culture and come in and be like a pure little nosy doggy like what's Teddy talk well, about what can I what can I listen into? But yeah. So, uh it's been a couple of weeks since we've been on air. Um apologies for that. Uh well apologies and yeah uh <coughs> I've had a bit of a cough in the last week. So, that is the reason for the last week I haven't been on. And uh, before that, I was away on holidays for a week, kind of. Up and down the old country. Uh, my and Jen went off to Killarney. Lovely, lovely spot. Beautiful spot. We stayed in the Lake Hotel in Killarney. And I would highly, highly, highly recommend it to anybody. Not sure if it's doggy friendly, though. I don't believe so. But... These two stayed with my dad, uh, who was on the mend after a recent surgery. So, yeah, um, it's been kind of all hectic the last few weeks. But we're back, and we only have a few more episodes now to go before the end of this season. So, today, we are chatting with Samantha Rawson, and... We are chatting to Samantha about puppy play. So we'll be chatting to Samantha about that a bit later on. Uh, We have no health hub this week, but we will have uh, in our next episode next week. So we'll have a few more of those to come as well. Um, But let's see what's in the news, first of all. Uh, Dog news. I didn't actually prep anything, really. Oh. (coughs) Well, I suppose wanting uh, has been amazing, and this is something I want to focus in on today, which is absolutely wonderful news that we got this week. And Kim has been saved. You may remember that we had a lot of, like, we did a lot of coverage on this uh, over the last number of months, and Kim has been saved. She, wa- Donal rogers has won his battle now he did have to pay the um uh the so-and-so uh compensation of uh five thousand as well as so her 1500 euro legal costs but the judge in the appeal is said that mr rogers is able to satisfy the conditions laid down by the court in four weeks the order to destroy Kim will be permanently stayed. It has been temporarily stayed on the basis that he takes uh, under a certain number of obligations set up by the court. But he's absolutely delighted. And <clears throat> I think at this stage, there was no way that this could have actually, this point down of Kim could have gone ahead. But, uh, when even like celebrities like Ricky Gervais actually intervened and on like and actually gave his support and gave his voice. So we are all absolutely delighted to hear that Kim has been saved. And it is just it's incredible. And it means that going forward we might have hope of saving more dogs like this. Fair play to Donald's legal team who offered ourselves services pro bono. Uh fair play to the likes of Fahma Gunning from Grip Media who originally brought the story and everyone along the way who has helped <coughs> with the GoFundMe with the with the petition. So everyone that's helped along the way. Fair play and it's just been a long road for Donald, but I do hope that he really has Like, a nice, enjoyable life now with him. And, of course, his other doggy as well. Uh, But, yeah, that's actually really all the news that we have for Doggy News this week. Um, There hasn't been really much else happening. We're, again, in the run-up to Halloween now. So, we'll have our special Halloween episode coming soon. And, on that note, actually, we will have... Uh, Oh God, I still have this cough by the way Uh, Not going away So I won't be doing a very long show today Uh, Yeah, so we will be doing a Halloween episode We want you all to get in your pictures of your doggies In your Halloween outfits However scary or spooky they look Please, please go to our Instagram page All the details are there Get them in before the 28th of October For your chance to win a 25-year voucher. That is what we are offering. Not bad. It will be for one of Ireland's leading pet shops. And we will have more details on that next week. Early next week. So get your pictures in. And we will have more details on the competition early next week. Coming up next, we checked to Samantha Rawson about puppies and puppy play and the importance of playing with your puppy and building a bond with your puppy stay tuned
1: clever canines on the big bark is brought to you by the canine college run by champion dog trainer samantha rawson a regular contributor to rt radio and television samantha is a certified canine behavior consultant and with 30 years experience in the field She has the knowledge and understanding to help any dog. Our services include individual dog training, from basic to competition standard, assessments and behaviour consultations. The Canine College is set on five acres with a secure paddock and an indoor classroom. See thecaninecollege.ie or find us on Facebook for more information.
0: And we're back once again on Clever Canines this week and we welcome back Samantha Rawson. Samantha, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Da. So we had a good old chat last week about Pups in the Park and how you handled your own dog in a situation where he was a bit afraid and went in on the ban and we touched a bit on play last week and why it's so important to build a bond with your dog. So we're gonna talk a lot more about play today and different ways that you can be creative with uh playing with your dog. So Samantha, like just to recap, how important is play with your dog?
2: Play for me, Dara, is is the cornerstone of my relationship with all my dogs and um, because play is is the magnet that keeps us connected you know so so you know when I'm letting my dogs off the lead I really want them to kind of spin around and look at me and go what game are we playing and um, so it's all about games and play and all their training is done through games and play so in the sports that that I do which is working trials and even um, some obedience and um, it's all done through play because because that's how you motivate a dog you know if, if a dog wants to work and wants to be with you, then it's not really work at all. You know what I mean? If you have fun, what you're doing, you're not working basically. And that goes for dogs as well. So play is, I suppose play can be described as any kind of positive interaction between you and your dog. So it doesn't have to be through toys. I mean, you know, some dogs will love to play with balls. Some dogs don't love to play with balls. So different breeds will play differently. So, you know, a Labrador might love to go and retrieve a ball, but maybe a pug, you know, because of the shape of his face, doesn't want to play with the ball. So how do you play with a pug? You know, so, so it's really about knowing your dog and knowing, you know, what kind of motivates him or what tickles his fancy, so to speak. So say if I had a little pug, so maybe a lot of pugs love to kind of chase their tail. Now, chasing your tail isn't really, you know, it's not really a good sport. But you could kind of, you know, scratch their bum. And when they spin around, you could kind of teach them to maybe target your hand. So most pugs are little greedy so-and-sos as well. So if you use food, you could get them to target your hand and get them to touch things. And then you could transfer that touch onto a little cone or, you know, a stick or anything. So so if you teach your dog to target using its nose, and then as soon as it does that, you go, yes, and, and give it a treat. So you're marking the behavior with a yes or a clicker. Um, We could talk about clickers as well if you want. I'll I'll kind of explain how clickers work. Um, But you're basically marking the behavior you want with a yes, and then you're giving the the dog some food. Um, So with food, so say the dog doesn't want to play with toys specifically, food can become a toy. So if you have a large piece of food, like a big visible treat or a big piece of sausage, it has to be visible to the dog. So, again, you get the dog to come and touch your hand. Good. Throw the food down the room. It runs after the food. You call it back and then, you know, get it to touch your hand again. So it's basically just playing a game of relay of coming, touching your hand and you throwing the food, it running down the room. As it comes back, you're calling it. So you're doing some recall training while you're doing that. And then it touches your hand again and you throw more food. So that's just called a, a food relay. It's just it's just a, a relay game, really. Um, and then you could incorporate that into getting the dog to run around your legs. You can use food to lure them to run through your legs or to run through your legs and touch something and run back again. Um, so so play doesn't have to be of any duration either. Play could only be three minutes. So some dogs get bored really quickly. So it's not about the amount of time you spend playing with your dog. It's about the interaction and the level of kind of enjoyment and positivity. So. I wouldn't worry at all if the dog is bored after five minutes. That's fine. Um, it, it doesn't matter because you can build it up and build it up and build it up. So it's about being creative. It's, it's not about going, oh, my dog won't play with toys. All dogs play. It's about knowing how your dog wants to play and kind of tuning into it and seeing, seeing what kind of tickles its fancy, so to speak.
0: And Samantha, how important is it for how important is play for developing your dogs, I suppose, their mental stimulus as well, for for keeping them stimulating and keep yeah. and, and developing our brain power as well?
2: It's a really good question, Dara. Yeah. I mean dogs love to play. You know, dogs are naturally I think the reason why we have dogs is that they bring out the child in us, you know? So so um, you know, dogs are kind of domesticated puppies, if you like and um, that they almost never get to develop into adulthood. So they always have that kind of puppy streak in them. So, so they're always kind of up to mischief. And if you can tune into that, it's really important. And, and again, you're dead right in that it's really good for mental um, stimulation and emotional stimulation as well, um, and connecting between you and the dog. So save, um, you know, the dog isn't a runaround dog or isn't a kind of a, a, an active dog. You could start putting treats in under cones or under cups and, you know, getting them to search for it. So swapping the cups around. So you, you put the, you know, you know yourself, you put the treat under a cup, let it see what cup you put it under and then swap them around and ask the dog to sniff and find the, find the treat under the cup. You could show the dog you putting a treat under a cushion and do that a couple of times and then put the dog out of the room, put the dog in the hall and then hide a treat under a cushion, a different cushion. And bring him in and ask him to go find the treat. So you can do loads of stuff in the house. And and the other thing is now as well that people will often use bad weather as an excuse not to exercise their dogs. You don't have to go out for a walk in order to exercise your dog. Play is how you exercise your dog in bad weather. So the dog doesn't necessarily have to be put on a lead and taken out in order to be exercised. If you're engaging and you're playing and you're being creative and you're asking the dog to use its nose or, and by using its nose, you're also asking it to use its brain because it has to kind of use its nose and figure out where the treat might be. Um, And then when you're there to go, Ray, super baby boy, you know, that's all building that relationship and building that bond. So, so it's never excuse not to exercise a dog on a rainy day because you don't have to go outside
0: yeah that's very true there's always like look there's always something that you can do in your own house with the dog even if it's just yeah. throwing a tennis ball up and down the hall even for yeah. a few minutes yeah. like that's what I do with Millie uh, Bruno doesn't really bother with balls at all but Millie like loves just chasing the ball through the house and... yeah. but there's another interesting thing that I've come across recently Samantha and it's something called from what I believe it's called play mats these mats with all these different buttons uh, oh, right. Okay. And each button apparently has this, um, this different meaning or means a different word. And it's, it's something about teaching your dog how to actually communicate through these, through these different buttons on these mats. It, it looks really interesting. And I suppose, like, okay, te- the, what my point is, the technology that's coming out now, like, even for dogs, there's all these different new ways to actually, I suppose, have fun with your dog as well and kind of in, enhance their, their, like, their brain power as well while you're doing yeah. it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I suppose the thing about kind of um, Licky Mats was, was basically, Licky Mats were invented to kind of distract a dog when it's in a stressful situation like the vets. Um, Licky Mats can, can be great. Um, so, and also there, there's um, an Irish company, Canine Connectables, which have kind of, you know, connectable toys that you put treats in and the dog kind of almost pulls the toy apart to find the treat. Um, But I suppose what's really important about play is that you, the owner, are involved. Um, Sometimes when, when people talk about enrichment toys, it's about giving the dog something to do when it's on its own, which is totally separate from what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the owner being part of it. So, I suppose the thing about um if you're going to give a dog some kind of engagement or toy when it's on its own or when you can't be with it, it's really important to remove that toy when you are with it. There's no point in leaving a, you know an enrichment toy around when you're there um I haven't seen that 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 kind of buttony thing you must must find a link for that and send it on to me i i, I kind of haven't I haven't seen it but but nose work again, most dogs can use their nose i mean all dogs can use their nose. So hiding things and getting a dog to sniff things out is a great way to exercise any dog. So again, say you're a Labrador. So if a Labrador is mad about chasing a ball, have you ever hidden the ball? You know, have you ever kind of held onto the dog, thrown the ball into, you know, long grass or or got um Jenny's your girlfriend's name, Dara, isn't it? Or your fiance, should I say?
0: Ah, uh, Jen, yeah. Jen, yeah.
2: um, get Jen to um, hide the ball in long grass while you turn Bruno around, and then send him to find it. Labradors love that kind of thing, you know, because a Labrador was essentially a gun dog, so he would have been, you know, re- retrieving retrieving game. Um, so Labradors love to to search, and the great thing about nose work in general, or getting a dog to use its nose, is they tire very very quickly. A dog can really only actively use his nose for about twenty minutes. Um, And then he's a bit knackered. So it's a great way of tiring out your dog if you're short on time. So they, they love hiding and seeking. They love all that kind of stuff. And you can do that, as I say, with any dog, either inside or out. It doesn't have to be, you know, in a big field. It can just be in the house or, as you say, in the garden. But maybe just start hiding things or hiding a little bit of food or hiding the ball or even people. You know, if the dog is attached to one particular person, You know, maybe when you're out in the park, get the person to kind of hide behind a tree and and then call it. So the dog has to figure out, well, which tree are you behind? So it's it's to make things just a little bit more challenging. that the dog actually has to use its nose and use its brain to figure things out.
0: And I suppose as well, like when you mentioned like using their nose there to uh, even find a person that they're familiar with, like. Dogs mm. will recognize your sense straight away. They they have this, oh, this yeah. really, really powerful sense of smell. And like Bruno yeah. is uh, Bruno's actually half bloodhound. So Oh he, wow. <laughs> so he definitely uses his nose a lot more. And you can yeah. really see him when he's out and about. You can see the full bloodhound mode come out on him.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, my sister has cavaliers and they are great little search dogs. I mean, they will find a ball in any grass anywhere. And again, people think cavaliers are just little lap dogs, but again, they're they're spaniels, so so they're gun dogs. So all dogs love to use their nose, but especially any of the type the spaniels or the gun dog breeds. Um, you know, the cavaliers are are great little search dogs and they love it. So to try and make it more challenging and, and even with food, you know, instead of just handing dog a treat, kind of show it to him, maybe give him one freebie and then throw the other one into the grass and let him go and find it, you know. And um, so so if you were going to teach that, say, I would have a big handful of treats and maybe make them quite large and visible initially and scatter them. So the dog has some chance of finding something because you've, you've scattered a whole handful. And then as the dog gets good at using its nose, then you would make the treats a little bit smaller um, and then you could maybe reduce the amount. But the really important thing when you're training a dog to do anything is it has to succeed. You always have to let the dog be successful because success breeds success. So it's really important that the dog knows how to succeed before you make it challenging. Sometimes people make things too difficult for the dog. So you have to make it easy, easy, easy. And then slowly as the dog gets the idea, you can make it more challenging.
0: Fantastic, Samantha. And uh, look, we'll leave at that for today. Uh, that was a lot of information and Like great to hear a bit more about uh like nose games as well and training your dog to use her nose for to retrieve treats. So what we'll talk about probably next week then is we're going to look a bit more at reactivity in dogs, and I suppose look at maybe unwanted behavior as well.
1: Great. Clever Canines on the Big Bark is brought to you by the Canine College, run by champion dog trainer Samantha Rawson, a regular contributor to RT radio and television. Samantha is a certified canine behaviour consultant and with 30 years experience in the field, she has the knowledge and understanding to help any dog. Our services include individual dog training from basic to competition standards, assessments and behaviour consultations. The Canine College is set on five acres with a secure paddock and an indoor classroom. See the thecaninecollege.ie or find us on Facebook for more information.
0: And a huge thanks again there to Samantha Rawson for joining us on Clever Canines this weekend. For your insightful information as always, Samantha will be back again on our show early next week because we're doing a double episode next week. And she'll be back with hers next week. Uh, That's all the time that I have for today. And that's really all that I wanted to really bring up. We do have our, I believe Santa Claus campaign running. We're going to hold off on more details on how to order. But keep getting your photos in. All the details are on our Instagram page. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and on our Facebook and Twitter pages too. From me to you. Have a great week and give your puppies lots of goggles. The Big Bark. Listen up, dog owners. It's for you, all you canine lovers. It's your favorite podcast, The Big Bark. With your host, Dara Burke, and canine co hosts, Bruno and Millie. The Big Bark.